selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Audio Frontier. Welcome to Wrestling Daft the Marks, hailing from Marbert. We get 185 pounds. Yes, I've not been doing a lot of run and I've been eating too many bad things. I'm John, I'm producer of Wrestling Daft, and with me a man who who is bigger than the Undertaker's farewell segment at Survivor Series. It's Big Alex. Oh, but am I a bigger risk to all of those old legends than the COVID unsafe gathering they had in the ring last night at Survivor Series? Absolutely not. We'll get onto that in just a minute when we talk about the show. And with me, uh, another man, let's welcome to the show, who has a, a man who has a new wrestling friend, Alex, don't you know? Um, it's Inside the Ropes, Gary Cassidy, and he's got his new wrestling friend, Sheeta. He got a wee retweet from Sheeta. Just virtually hanging out with all the champions. Uh, we mentioned before about Drew McIntyre. Now I've got the AEW Women's Champion um, on, my, on my virtual friend list, which is a bit of hyperbole because all she did was retweet an interview I did with Alex Gracia, who was on AEW Dark, and said she was her dream opponent. But I'm going to take it anyway. Oh, dab, take, take whatever you can get me. Talking about Drew, did you hear... Um... We were talking, I think, last week's show about um, Drew's tweet about the match with Gradle. Did you hear the podcast on Friday when we actually found out it was Gradle who got him to tweet about that? (laughs) Although the one thing, there was one thing missing, and I loved uh, Rab's uh, fantasy booking of a Gradle-Drew rematch, but the one thing missing for me, he should have had Gradle challenge Drew to an Iron Man match and say, (laughs) you said I could only go for 20 minutes. We're going for an hour. There you go. <laughs> Gredo would never challenge anyone for Iron Man match. Do you really want to see Gredo in the ring for an hour? Like, I don't remember seeing him at the square goal in ICW last time, and, like, he was having a nap after five minutes, the poor guy. But they could have called it an Iron Brew match as well. Instead, an hey, Iron Man match would have been sorted. Um, so, yeah, let's talk getting to Survivor Series then. Um, you mentioned it there at the start, Alex. What did you make of the event, Mr. Alex? I quite enjoyed it. They managed to maintain that similar WWE kind of condensed pay-per-view they've been managing to do recently, apart from the Undertaker stuff that they've managed to put onto the end. 
quite enjoyed most of that, although I feel the, the legend section was mildly pointless because... What was the point in that? What was the fucking point? I mean, they brought them all out. Oh, here's Undertaker's part. The fucking Godwins, like, come out of fucking nowhere. Um, apparently, they, there's, there's some sort of, what is it, um, some sort of street club that they all it's play dominoes. I thought yeah. they humanised Undertaker a little bit with that. Like, how I mean, how fucking Undertaker is that? The, the boys backstage playing fucking dominoes. It's like you're, you used to that with your grandpa back in the day. Do you know what I mean? You just see the Undertaker going, chap, I'm chapping here, boys. I'm chapping here to JBL and the Godwins. Jesus. So I Undertaker playing dominoes, and that was all his pals coming out. And then it cut to an advert, and they were gone. And then fucking Vince is there catching the COVID. Jeez. At least Vince made more sense than he did at the Triple H celebration a couple of months ago this time. He, he, he yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that segment. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Well, see, my, my favourite kind of non-wrestling part of that show was when Sami Zayn pointed out to everyone why the IC title is better than the United States title. Because Bobby is only the champion of a country, while Sami is the champion of two continents. So, <laughs> Like, and technically, by that logic, the NXT North American title is more prestigious than the US title as well. Ah, very valid point. Very valid point. But yeah, I, uh, Vince, oh, Jesus. I, we, were, I was, we were talking about it. We had a Patreon pay-per-view party last night to watch Survivor Series. Thanks, for everyone, for joining in that. Um, uh, Bronze Shell was on there as per. Uh, we had Pablo on there. We had Robert Rochelle and his wife, uh, stroke girlfriend. I wasn't too sure if it's wife-girlfriend. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we were talking about Vince and my word, he's had a bit... I don't think, I, like, he's had a lot of work done, hasn't he? His face did not move. Is it like his cheeks, his forehead? I'm like, oh, well. As I have to say, he's not looking great. <laughs> he's not looking, I wouldn't fancy him going back into the ring at any he's time. He's still recovering from the election result a couple of weeks ago now that his, his good friend is soon to be leaving office, so... Ah, oh, that's maybe it, that's maybe it. But yeah, no, Survivor Season as a whole, what do you make of it, Gary? I really liked it. For me, three absolutely incredible matches that I think are definitely worth going back to rewatch. And I, I think it was one of those pay-per-views where, you know, it, was, it wasn't as short as the pay-per-views we've had in recent months, but as one of the big four, you know, whether you agree with that or, or not, I've said before that I don't personally think Survival Series is, is important as money in the bank these days, but you know, it still counted as one of the big four. I thought for the for the pay-per-view it was, it was really good. Um, you know, the three matches, as I said, were all brilliant. The other ones were kind of necessary, even if they weren't the, the greatest matches ever. And then the Undertaker segment. There's a few things I could nitpick. We've already said about the legends that were there in a kind of pointless segment. Um, and and the 8-bit music was a bit bizarre as well before his actual entrance. That was uh, strange. That was very I thought strange. It was, thought it was a technical difficulty at first, but I'm not sure it was. I wish they'd just played the wee instrumental thing that they had in the last ride when he was laying his hat down. Um, but I think, apart from that, you know, the farewell was brilliant. It hooked me in with the Paul Benner uh, part. And oh, for me, looking Jedi, back... The Jedi hologram after he did the <laughs> Jedi lightning beforehand. So they got the I completely... I wasn't sold on the full thing and I was like, well, if it's what The Undertaker wants and if we're finally getting a farewell, my most important thing for me was I was like, don't have The Fiend attack him, whatever you do. Don't have anybody attack him. 30 years of watching wrestling for me, I'm like, something's going to happen. I just hope it doesn't. Let The Undertaker actually retire. We've had that one full kayfabe breaking week that we had. Just let him, let him ride off into the sunset. And I think looking back, it was brilliant. If you count just that segment and the three brilliant matches, I'm happy with the pay-per-view. I was happy to have stayed up and watched it. I, I, I thought it was a bit meh. 
I thought, like, I mean, sorry, bring it down, but it was like, it was just like that Undertaker bit could have been cut down to ten minutes and still done the right job. Um, Lana won the. How can you be angry that Lana won the female? It was the sole survivor of the. I know. I I was good. That was good. Look at Gary. You called that. Did you call that last? Yeah, it was. I called it on uh, Twitter as well on Saturday, and everybody was calling me a dafty and idiot and all this. Going, it's not what you need because she's going to get her big comeuppance when we have the tables match at TLC, and I'm like, well, that's obviously going to happen as well. But she's definitely going to be the sole survivor. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, uh, I was I was surprised that Raw went over SmackDown so heavily. No, you knew that was going to happen. The SmackDown's been absolutely pummeling Raw in the ratings. That's WWE's way of going. See, you, you need to be watching Raw, guys, because Raw's true. better than SmackDown. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it was weird. But the Seth Rollins bit was weird as well with that. Just well, That was just a bit strange. I don't understand how that's now written him off TV as well. I, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. New Day Street Profits, again... I was looking. It was a good match. It was a good match, but I think my expectations were probably too high for it. I expected to be a match of the year contender. It wasn't. Lashley, Sami Zayn was what it was. Austin, yeah, the highlight that, of that was Sami's declaration about the championship. Yeah, it really, really wasn't. No, I, I, I didn't like the match. I didn't think it was great. But the bit where he uh, deliberately tripped himself up on that, that was brilliant. We hurt business played that so face. Like they Aye. were so face in that match. I don't I don't know where those guys I, stand. I don't know what they're doing with them in terms of their booking. Oscar Sasha, I mean, brilliant, obviously, really good, but then we've seen it so many times before. I'm sounding like a right downer here. I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, right like the, the main event of Drew versus Roman was really good. And Aye. personally, I'm really excited for when those two get the chance to have that feud eventually, which I can imagine they'll maybe build to like next WrestleMania next year or something like that. But they'll do yeah. that as a big money feud at some point. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. And did you know Drew broke his sword on his way in as well? Yeah, I put it down wrong. It broke Vince's sword. It's <laughs> Vince McMahon's one that uh, Triple H and Stephanie brought him back for Scotland. Did so. you hear? Am I was I hearing things because we're doing the Patreon pay per view party? Did Michael Cole say it was his grandfather's sword or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah. It's right, meant now, to be. On. Right, Drew's grandfather. Right, so Drew is about thirty odd. Right, so let's just say his granddad. <laughs> about... He could have been in World War Two, and maybe he no! was. That carried well, a sword. I mean, is, is, is there a man in the, say, the 60s kicking about Ayrshire with a fucking claymore? There potentially is one kicking about in Ayrshire in 2020, to be fair. Um, but I was just like, what? What are you talking about? I was also, I was intrigued. I, I'm now, I'm totally on the hunt to find out what Tartan um, Drew's wearing. Here's, there you go, Gary. There's your next big scoop. Surely it's got to be McIntyre, Tartan. It's not Galloway. Oh, Ga- I was going to. I was going to say Galloway not, would have been my first guess, but it's not, nah. I, checked, I checked. I checked Galloway, but it's not. Um, I, I thought it actually looked like, uh, and I know it isn't because it's not got the red stripe through it. But I thought it looked like the old Rangers tartan before oh, they uh, changed oh, up. But it's definitely not. It's definitely it's not. not. The Rangers it's, tartan, is there a McMahon tartan? Oh, well, no, that's not, no, no. It's similar to the one that he wore when he first debuted in WWE, and he had that because uh, there's that beautiful side by side photo that's got him looking. Obviously, not really skinny because he's still built like a tank, but in comparison to what he's like now, looking really skinny, really baby faced, wearing a very similar kilt, and then 
the photo now where it just looks like a completely different beast altogether. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the actual tartan right. is. That would be interesting to find that, it. There's your job for next week, Gary. Get on that. Let's find Writing out it what tartan <laughs> uh, Drew's wearing. Uh, it's one of the listeners suggested it could be Wrestling Galloway, um, the tartan that <laughs> But um, we shall find out. Hopefully Gary will find out. Um, do you know what? I didn't check the McIntyre. Um, wonder if it is anyway we'll find out gary will get on the case for that so yeah that was survivor says a bit more for me you guys are a bit more positive about it but you know on to TLC. Wait we get to the, the putovers and buddies and then i'll uh, get on your level john sorry all right okay <laughs> McIntyre tartan, by the way it's not mcintyre tartan it's all right. It's not McIntyre. Right, we'll find out what time it is. Uh, yeah, talking about Buddies and Putters, we'll be obviously doing the usual Buddies and Putters from the TV shows. And it sounds like Raw was another cracker, Gary, was it? Um, no. Right, probably. <laughs> no. Uh, so we'll get into the Buddies and Putovers uh, on the show. We're going to be again on the Wrestling Daft Raft. The Wrestling Daft Raft? The Wrestling Daft Raft and heading to Fantasy Booking to find out who bought Prestige to the 24-7 title um, it's not been very tight I'll reveal the results a bit later on um, and we'll be back playing our quiz reluctantly I have to say WrestleMind the Buzz Knox and we'll have to discuss what I'm now calling the Wrestling Daft Stroke Producer John Screwjob it was the 23rd anniversary of the, the Montreal Screwjob so it was a fitting <laughs> tribute <laughs> we well, for the integrity of the quiz a decision has right, been made. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that. At the we will get to that when we get to the quiz. All will be revealed. Uh, but first, let's cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, hand me the mic because it's been doing my tits for some time now, and I'm going to be honest with you. Natalia and her fucking cat ears, right? Now, I know you guys, I, I'm, 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 I'm shouting at the wrong crowd here because both of you are cat owners, right? And I know Natalia's got her own Instagram account for her fucking cat, right? Which, again, don't get me started on that shit. People that have in Facebooks for their dogs and Instagrams for their cats, get them in the fucking bin, right? But let, what is it? I, 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 too. Get, get, <laughs> Guess what age Natalia is. I was surprised. I was shocked last night when I found out Natalia's age. What age is Natalia, Alex? Oh, I, I don't want to guess. I guess not women's age, I know. John, I mean, I know that she definitely won't listen to this, but just on the 0.01% chance she will, I refuse. You're refusing to do it. And Gary's going to refuse to do it as well because he mm, might get there. I'll, I'll take a punt. Uh, I think she's going to be somewhere around... 38, 37, 38. Oh, you've nailed it. You've absolutely Fine. nailed it. Right, okay. I thought she was a bit older than that. I'll be honest with you. Because she's been around for so long. I was, like, when you think, we were talking last night in the, the stream as well, it's Natalia must be up there, probably with Jeff Hardy, but then Jeff Hardy went away and came back as one of the, in fact, I think she must be the longest reigning on the, ro- on the roster. R-Truth or Kofi Kingston, maybe? Ah, shite. Ah, yeah, you're right. Maybe one of the two. Longest, longest woman anyway, though. Or, no, Randy Orton. Ah, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a total <laughs> shit. Anyway, let's get back to the matter in hand. She's 38 years old and she's wearing fucking cat ears. Like, to the right. And it's just not even part of a gimmick or anything, you know. I could argue like, it now is part of her gimmick. No, but it's not like she's Natalia, the cat heart, or anything like that. She's just wearing cat ears, and it just looks stupid. It just, like, I don't know why. I just, I mean, she's wearing them because she likes cats. I get that, I get that. But, I mean, 
Why? He just looks silly. Am I wrong here? Am I? Uh, yeah, in a world where uh, politician Glenn Jacobs wore a, a mask and uh, <laughs> to, to, to honour his brother and not even meet the guy. <laughs> right, okay. But it's, it's a valid point. It's a, it is a valid point. But anyway, I, I'd just like to say, please, Natalia, if you are listening, I'm, I'm really sorry that I thought you were older than you were for a start. But you, you, do, you, you don't need the cat ears, man. You don't need the cat ears. Just in the bin. In the bin. Gary, you're a massive football fan, big Liverpool fan, aren't you? Yep, indeed, indeed. Uh, Alex, you got an English team? I kind of am following Leeds at the moment because I oh, got dated by the Amazon documentary and now me and my flatmate just occasionally chant Leeds at each other. Dirty Leeds. Leeds. Dirty Leeds. I've got a soft spot for them because of that time they made it to the European, uh, I think it was UEFA Cup semi-finals and all shaved their heads because they're like, <laughs> we're number one, so we're getting number one haircuts. <laughs> aye, 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 no. But listen, whether you know you support Leeds like Alex or Liverpool like Gary, uh, the easiest way to watch all the English Premier League action this season is with ExpressVPN. Um, basically, ExpressVPN will let you see the English Premier League the cheapest way possible by getting a subscription um, to ExpressVPN. So instead of paying for like your expensive cable package or your satellite uh, you can basically watch all the EPL games and full replay plays for less than £4 a month on Peacock Premium and you can only get that by using ExpressVPN basically it's only accessible Peacock Premium from the States so if you get ExpressVPN change your uh, online location to States you can access that content and you can watch about 380 um, games on using ExpressVPN and using um, Peacock Premium. Plus, you get, was obviously, all the, the big American shows as well. Yeah, you NBC, do you not, with Peacock? Yep. yep, yep. You get Saturday Night Live, American Ninja Warrior. You get to see and, Jim Carrey dressed up as Joe Biden. It's quite excellent. Yeah, so you get all that, and you also get, like, they've got originals on there, like Brave, something called Brave New World, which is apparently really kicking off, and I'm sure will be one of these things, that, once it hits the UK shows, everyone's like, oh, have you seen the Brave New World? Um, so, yeah, you can get all that by just firing up uh, ExpressVPN, connecting to the United States, and subscribing to Peacock Premium. And like you say, £4 a month to get all the EPL as opposed to paying for any of the expensive satellite packages. Absolutely. And do you know what the best bit is? We have got a deal here on Wrestling Daft. So all you need to do is head to expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free. So that's on a one-year package. So sign up for a one-year package. We'll give you three months for free. And like you say, you're going to get all those English Premiership uh, games for four quids a month. Uh, so get on it now, expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling and get three months free if you sign up for a year, courtesy of your friends here at Wrestling Daft. So it's that time of the show when we look back at the big wrestling shows. And what am I going to say, boys? It's one of those funny weeks. <laughs> it's one of those funny weeks, you know, because we've already talked about Survivor Series and now we're going to go back in time and we're going to talk about it like it was in the past. Um, so we need we to come up with a word for that. I know, we do need I to. I know, we can add it into like the Wikipedia section of wrestling terminology and that right. can be your legacy to wrestling. Right, okay. You know who's good with words? Gary. Gary, you can think of the word for next ah, week for that, okay? That's uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah, are you? Right, so this is your mission for next week. You've got to find out what tar- <laughs> what tartan that Drew wears and also you've got to create a word for this when we have this part of the show. Oh, anyway, I'm talking shite. Um, oh, no, just call it the call it Respect or something like Retrospect. Respect. 
We'll right. We'll work on that. Gary. I'll keep working on it. Keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that part of the show. We go back and we check out all the big shows from across the week. Alex does uh, Dynamite. I do NXT. Gary, with much reluctance <laughs> at the moment, does Raw. And we always bring on a guest, Mark, to do SmackDown for us. And this week, it's Mr. Stevie McCarthy. How you doing, Stevie? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Looking forward to it. Hi, thanks for jumping on. Um, we always like to check out our guest marks wrestling credentials. Do you have any, sir? Um, grade one, a drunken night out. Well, I used to believe it or not. I used to take my steps on all in the country, so I'd be to Newcastle and and use him as an excuse, basically. To say ah, that. yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I, I kind of got, I just don't know, I kind of got enough of it. I love it. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, excited. The the news just broke. That ICW's back. Um, on the WWE Network from a Saturday. Bro, I've never actually been there. I'd love to go to an ICW show. I've never You've been there. You've ICW show? Nah. Well, Stevie, you can come with us. We're going to, we're ha- Once all this fucking dumpster fire of a year ends and the show start again, you come with us, mate. Right. We'll have a night at the ICW. We'll get pissed. We'll get mad dog. We'll get mad with it. And we'll shout abuse at the wrestlers. Started. Sounds brilliant. 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 That's all. Sorry. So you're going to do Smackdown for us, Stevie. Uh, but let's kick off, first of all, with Wednesday night and AEW Dynamite with Big Alex. It was party time over in Dynamite. A load of long-term storytelling was paid off. MJF and Dem Boys went to Vegas and had some crazy shenanigans with Swoggle and Elvis, which was a bit oh of Oh, my God. Strange bedfellows, for lack of a better term. And big old Will Hobbs has been hanging out with Big Swole backstage way too much as he decided to go full Alexander, full Cedric Alexander, and do the heel turn, which is going to segue me nicely onto my first putover of the evening, afternoon, day, whatever it is, which is they have finally explained why Will Hobb always turns up late with a chair because he was never actually trying to save them. He was just pretending that he was a face for the big reveal. Ah. Because every he he never actually hurt anybody when he ran in, did he? He was always late. Like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It was like he ran in for the last maybe 10 seconds of the segment once Taz and all that had cleared off. So I'm glad that's a little bit that they've paid off, which I really liked. So good on you, AEW there. First, on to the berries. I've got two. One one quite serious, one not so serious. Berry one is I have to bury myself because I reminded AEW that Chris Jericho and Jake Hager are apparently a tag team. And now that's going to be a thing again. So I'm sorry. It's <laughs> your the- fault. I do apologize to the wrestling world for that. I'm going to keep any future observations like that to myself. But moving on to the real Barry, we have to go back to the well. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's so obvious. Jim, Ross. So a couple of weeks ago, I brought up that I'm all for them with their new AEW Heels community. I think it makes sense and it's a good, it's a good move but they're selling it in the wrong way by using JR and Tony Schiavone. And JR just pushed it really over the top this week by using the line, are they having a bake sale? Oh, no, he didn't, yep. did he? He did. It just never ends, man. It just never ends. It's it's as if no one is telling him that what he's saying is wrong. And I'm not sure if he tried to defend himself on Twitter like he did last time, but it's just, just getting out of hand. Oh, that's not good. That is not good. It needs to hang it up, I think. Yeah. It's time. It is time. It is time. You must have a final put over for us, though, Alex. I do, because, they again, long-term storytelling has come to fruition because we had the return of Triangular de la Muerte 
or Death Triangle. <laughs> he loves it. In English. And obviously, they've just created Eddie Kingston's family so they can do the 3v3 feud of Death Triangle versus Kingston's family, which makes sense. It was great. I'm all for it. And match of the night was obviously the Young Bucks versus Top Flight, who Gary mentioned earlier have recently been signed to AEW, and right, rightfully so. And the Bucks have done what they did for Private Party and legitimized them in one match. Well, I didn't mention it earlier because this bit... Uh, it's in the future. He mentioned it in the future. He mentioned, he mentioned it in the future. <laughs> Just behind the curtain, folks, have already recorded the news section of the show. <laughs> you will find out that news in the future. Okay. Um, Sorry, I've ruined the news for everyone. I <laughs> listen, man, you've learned the total kayfabe of wrestling. Daft here, Alex, for God's sake. Right, okay. Uh, so let's move on to NXT then, shall we? Um, lot to take in in this show. There was a lot of moving parts and a lot going on. Um, let's start off with the, the first buddy, however. And let's just go back to our, our fashion. We've not talked about fashion on the show yet. Um, and no, let's, no, let's... Have you mentioned Natalia's cat ears? Well, cat ears, aye. aye. <laughs> That's but um, I, I, want to, I want to first of all point out Timothy Thatcher's Harrington jacket, and I'm, I'm burying that because it reminds me that I've lost mine somewhere. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't have bury Harrington jackets. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Har- Harrington jackets, I've lost I can't find mine. I don't know where it's gone to. And every time I see Timothy Thatcher, I goes, I fucking love a Harrington jacket. Where's it going? I can't find it. So I'm burying the Timothy Thatcher's jacket on that basis. But on the, the what we're talking about fashion, what is Champa wearing? Those camouflage shorts coming to the ring with like short camouflage shorts. Not a good look. Not a good look. And I'll pull it on Champa. What are they doing with, with Champa? It's like, you know, they've done everything they can with them. You know, and there's only so far. I was, we were discussing this on the Patreon pay-per-view party last night. It's like, once a heel's kind of done it all and run over someone and got the title and then lost the title, what do you do with them? Where can they go? It just seems to be floating. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I think Timothy Thatcher versus Champa is going to be good, and that's going to be a proper good, big, kick-ass match. But, I mean, it's like, where does he go? Is he a heel? Is he a tweener? Is he a bait? I just... Champa I've just... known with Champa for a while, because they not like when he first came back, was it not kind of in the news that they didn't actually have anything for him, and it feels like yep. they haven't had anything for doesn't, him. It doesn't, yeah. So ever since Kevin Cross beat him, he's just kind of faded away. Yeah, I, I'm guilty of saying this. Actually, took a spot. I, I think I'm guilty of saying this with a lot of people on NXT. Like, I think they've freshened up Gargano really well, despite me saying that he was yeah. gone stale. And, yeah. and Adam Cole, you know, they've kind of done that enough with that for me to be interested. But Champa's the one that I'm like. It kind of either had to go for a wee short run on Raw or SmackDown while we didn't have the full shit. And we might not even have a full, you know, schedule again, which is why you didn't want to go. Uh, but he either needs to go to Raw or SmackDown for me or they need to do something completely different with his character because I feel like it is just getting stale. We're still yeah. getting amazing matches, but everything outside the matches for me, it's like, ah, uh, don't really need Aye. that. No, he's I, I kind of floundering there. I mean, why not, why not, you know, if he wants to be NXT and all that sort of stuff, put him up. For like, like like six months or something like that, or just again, and then drop them back in, you know, and and then start again with them. But uh, yeah, I, no. I would just have them burying all the perverts like Velveteen Dream and that. Just bury them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, Velveteen Dream's not been on telly for a wee while, so I wonder what's going on there. Um, mm. let's go to the, uh, first of the putovers. Ah, uh, War Pigs. 
facts are <laughs> Shotzi building Aye. a tank. It is one of the the better pros I've seen from WWE in a wee while. I was excited when the I, I love War Pigs as, as I saw anyway. And then Shotzi I, I just love license. Like the A team, amazing. Anytime we get licensed music and wrestling, I'm like, oof, there we go. That's it. <laughs> WWE and AEW and all the day. I'm like, oh no, that song. There we go. Sorted. <laughs> They're committed to the storyline, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, if they paid for the song, then. However, we, we did miss, I, I believe it happened after the taping, but we didn't hear William Regal utter the words, War Games! <laughs> which was a bit disappointing. Which was a bit disappointing. So, was that uh, not the cliffhanger of the whole episode? Was that what it was building to? Yeah, but they didn't Aye. show it on telly. They didn't show it on the telly. They, they done a thing on TikTok, I think it was, and I can't believe I'm bringing this up. I didn't see it in TikTok because I don't use TikTok. Aye, Gary, aye, aye. <laughs> You're on TikTok every night doing your dances. I, I, I watched The Undertaker's one, that's the one thing I'll say, but I, I hate TikTok. But uh, they showed one, I can't even remember what it's some viral quote, but I had William Regal building up to say War Games, and then it's something. Uh, it's, it's something, I can't remember the exact quote because uh, I'm no young, uh, but it was about. Um, you'll never see two pretty best friends together or something like that. But he, he leans in to say war games and then turns up and say, turns his nose up and says that, which is brilliant. But yeah. aye, the, apparently the war games thing is now going to just be a meme and he never actually says it. Oh, well, hopefully it'll happen on Wednesday. That's what we want to see happen. A couple of bits of dialogue I want to put over. I want to, first of all, put over Cameron Grimes for uh, stating the obvious when he was doing a blindfold match with Dexter Loomis. Uh, he stated to the referee, if I put this on, I can't see. <laughs> which, which I thought was <laughs> on a blindfold match, I thought was just, I just, I, Cameron Grimes, I'm just loving Cameron Grimes at the moment. So I'm on a total Cameron Grimes high at the moment. Thinking about buying his t-shirt because, to the moon! Love it. Love it. So, and uh, also, I loved Pat Rice coming. Uh, Pat Rice? That's Pat it. Rice. That's the Arsenal, <laughs> the Arsenal assistant manager coming to ring. Um, and so, um, uh, Pat McAfee uh, just coming and declaring everyone dead. It, it just reminded me of the untouchable scene with Al Capone and Robert De Niro going, I want his family dead. I want him dead. I want it, you know, I just loved um, the fact that he was declaring everyone dead and Pat McAfee as ever on fire. On fire. Um, Big Buddy in talking about that, however, is we had an absolute outstanding match. In fact, it's match of the night uh, in Rio Ripley versus Io Shirai for the headline. But it was really, for me, disrupted by the ongoing storyline, Finn Balor arriving at the arena, and then it was really cheapened by the fact that they ran the segment with the Undisputed Era coming back with Finn Balor and you know Pat McAfee's squad coming to the ring, because you you, you want that needed to end the show for me. That you know it seems to be that that potentially could have been Rhea Ripley's last uh, match in NXT from what you kind of looking at. But that was all kind of cheapened by the fact that, you know, we had cutaways, picture-in-picture uh, picture bits of Finn Balor arriving, we had commercial breaks going on, and then obviously the, the, the whole uh, McAfee squad arriving at the end as well. And it just kind of cheapened the whole thing. And I thought they could have easily have done that segment somewhere else in the show rather than leaving it to the end and letting uh, the spotlight fall on, on Ripley and Eo. But... Um, that that was by far match tonight for me. But some really interesting matches on there. Um, surprised they did Ruiz, um, you know, they've been kind of building him and then he came in and they put him up against Kushida and they can't, you know, Kushida's in a row at the moment and they can't have him lose, so, you know. And Ruiz got injured in that match, so he's not going to be seen for a wee while again yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And the fact he was a Raw superstar, uh, just drafted to Raw and then he's just been moved back for no reason. Well, yeah. we, we know the reasons because Raw Underground's doing the pan, but for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Once- 
like what we're doing with Rufford Cancano as well, that you know, and um, Priest, I think that's a really interesting dynamic. Obviously, building the body war games with the you know, all the, the female tag stuff going on, but no, I, I think there was a lot to take in the show, and you know, it's I'm looking forward to war games, and um, yeah, NXT's starting to get go back up the hill now, so happy with that. And let's move on to Friday night and SmackDown, it was the go home show ahead of Survivor Series. Okay, okay. Well, I'm wearing representing SmackDown with the blue on. Well done, so Stevie. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, first one is a kind of Barry slash put over. It's Big E, right? I love Big E, but it's just he's not getting a push. He's not getting he's not getting any matches or or anything. A note, and then he, he pops up with that sombrero, and it just it popped me a wee bit. I just thought brilliant when he popped up under for the Undertaker thing. <laughs> so that's, that's brilliant, but. I think Big E, he should have been in Survivor Series for me. It's because he introduced New Day and then he was never seen again. That was a I think the point was it. that SmackDown were to get crushed to forward the Jey Uso storyline and they wanted to keep Big E away from that. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. But yeah, it was. I, I come back to the, the New Day, it was really weird. Obviously, it was just there to promote the fucking game that they're in. And then, because <laughs> like, I thought maybe there'll be some sort of thing with Biggie being involved and you know maybe even helping the street profits or something like that because he's obviously thing, or or doing something like that, but then he was just nowhere to be seen when it cut back from the break. He was just gone. <laughs> exactly, that was him. But he's brilliant. He deserves he deserves a big push. I think WrestleMania next year definitely. Uh, another kind of minor pity was is Tamina. Just doesn't even get an entrance. Just appears. Hello, and then two minutes. Natalia gets. Do you know what I mean? Qualifies for a pointless pay-per-view. Really? Can, can I just, uh, ahead of this month's dafties, by the way, by Bagsy, worst match of the, of the, <laughs> of, of the month is Tamina versus Natalia. Um, I'm bagsy in that one for worst match of the year. Of the oh, month. it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, so my main put-over has got to be Roman Reigns, basically just turning into uh, Austin Powers and saying, Drew, hello, Drew, number two. I know that. Just basically calling him number two. I thought it was... Uh, was brilliant and just sat and he's the head of the table kind of thing I thought that was genius but we, all, we love Big Drew it's good to see him on all the shows I'd, I'd have, have him on NXT AEW the whole lot <laughs> um, and my match of the night is going to be the Daniel Bryan Jay so I thought that was a really good match and Daniel Bryan got what well Jay also got what he deserved and aye I thought it was a really good it was a roll up pin right enough but I think everyone was expecting Brian to win that because it was Brian's first match back for a while. There was the spot left on the SmackDown team, and everyone just assumed that that was for Brian. But I'm uh, glad. Gonna, I mean, they sacrificed the other nine wrestlers in the match for the Roman Reigns storyline. But yeah, uh, I think Daniel Brian. Bryan's really going to uh, push people on. I think, like, like so I know Drew Gulak running about with the gobbledygooker and that now, but I think he's going to push a lot of guys on to bigger and better things. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think yeah, I think the the looks like it's building towards Brian versus in Reigns. Um, I, I, I'm guessing that might go to TLC potentially, as a, or maybe maybe it's too early for the T a match TLC. But yeah, I mean, that I mean, I'd, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Brian versus a heel Reigns because I think we've had we've had it the other way, haven't we? When we'd be Brian, Brian heel and Reigns, we've had it the other way, had it the other way. But no, I'm always up to see that. I'd buy into that absolutely. Con um, considering how good the, uh, well, if you think back to McIntyre v Reigns at WrestleMania last year, 
how different that was with the dynamics being switched there, where Reigns being a heel this time and Drew being the face was brilliant. That's so, very true. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that. That's a smackdown for this week. Let's move on to Raw with Gary. So, my, my first put over and my first bury are both very simple things that are going to go hand in hand. The first put over is things that make sense. I love it when wrestling makes sense. I think we all do. Uh, the fact that Raw started with all five members of the Survivor Series team that took the clean sweep. Uh, all kind of saying that they should be next in line for a WWE Championship opportunity and Adam Pearce telling them to explain why. Uh, and then we ended up getting a tournament as well, which had every single member of that match, apart from Braun Strowman, who headbutted Adam Pearce and kind of <laughs> lost his uh, right to the match that way. All of them being in a, a tournament alongside Bobby Lashley, who obviously was the United States champion that was victorious at Survival Series, and Randy Orton, who's the most recent champion and, you know, should obviously get to have a chance as well. So everything made sense about that. We got three matches that all led to a, a triple threat match that's going to take place next week. That all makes sense. It's all absolutely brilliant. I love when wrestling makes sense. There's nothing better. Uh, and my biddy is when wrestling doesn't make sense because Retribution just bet all five of the men last week and we're new on the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so does that mean that Retribution technically won Survivor Series? And T-Bar should be the, the WWE champion. I that's definitely what uh, it means. <laughs> Gary, but, uh, you noticed that um, your man... It's when he get headbutted, the, the bruise <laughs> back, and then the bruise was up there. <laughs> Aye, he definitely got uh, Braun Strowman placed his hand on uh, Adam Pearce's forehead and headbutted his hand, you know, and uh, Adam Adam Pearce's bruise is way up here. <laughs> uh, and the one other thing, I'm not going to put it as a berry, but it needs to be mentioned because it's been oil then on the... I love it when there's, you know, a, a botch in what somebody says, because I've said a lot of them, you know, I've, I've made an arse of myself when talking many times. Adam Pearce called Drew McIntyre, Drew McInfart, by accident. I don't know how. I, and I, at first I was like, no, the internet's took this the wrong way. He's definitely said like Drew McIntyre by accident when talking about like something else, but everybody's acknowledged that the Rob's daughter <laughs> tweeted about it. He even tweeted about it and he tweeted like a bump card and stuff. It was pretty good. But I, the fact that he said that, I was just like, oh, well, that's, that's pretty funny, but it's kind of, it's going to be the kind of thing that's not going to live with Drew McIntyre for the next three, three weeks. Maybe, uh, that, maybe that's his name. Like, maybe that's like been a thing that like all the, all the production staff call him, like he's just farting all away, you know. Like, always at the beans in the canteen I, and caring. Always, like, always just fucking <laughs> Always dropping it like now and again. It's, it's like, oh, it's Drew McInfart, and he's accidentally said it on air. Maybe that's the, maybe it does it. Maybe it's Drew McInfart. Wouldn't it? Aye. Uh, other Barry. I mean, there was it was a it was a kind of messy show, and the, the segments that I, there wasn't really a good segment. In all honesty, <laughs> sounds bad, but the first segment was a mess. They they made a big kind of mess of the like the, the New Day v Hurt Business match and they had to, or they were definitely going to restart it, but they made a mess of why it was restarted. Everything was just kind of messy. So, I mean, there's not much, like I can't really put a name on that as a barrier apart from them being very slack in terms of how the show was produced. Uh, so I'm not really going to put another barrier. I'm just going to say that overall the show wasn't very good and move on to the last put over. Um, last put over is just the fact that we got 
a lot of good wrestling because for me I don't really mind when the segments are only very good as long as the matches are good and vice versa I don't mind if the matches are only great as long as the actual other stuff is good as well we get a load of good matches I mean I'm never going to complain at Seamus v Matt Riddle or Riddles he's called now because I, I, I didn't think they could do any better than the match we actually got a couple of weeks ago for them they somehow managed it Randy Orton v AJ Styles being a match we get on TV I'm never going to complain at Hurt Business v um V New Day, I'm always going to think that's a great match, even if it is messy at the start and then we get the match restarted. Just Hunters are good matches, and even along, uh, the thing I'm, I'm leading to here, the thing that I, I thought was absolutely brilliant as part of the show, I, I'm annoyed we got Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss on TV instead of building a pay-per-view, but the way they ended that match was absolutely fantastic. They had Alexa Bliss, you know, break down in the ring. I think Anybody that's watched wrestling knew where it was going anyway, but they had a breakdown in the ring, kind of beg, not, not really beg forgiveness, but kind of seemed like she wanted to make up with Nikki Cross. They hugged, she hits the sister Abigail, and then her new way of doing the pinfall where she has the two gloves under her chin with the, whatever it is, play and pain, uh, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, and match of the night is just going to have to be Riddle v Sheamus because it was absolutely incredible. So normality has returned. Gary has put over either Alexa Bliss or Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Everything's okay. Well, Drew, Drew kind of got buried, even though he wasn't a part of the bury himself. <laughs> so I'm going to say that that's enough different to uh, to let me just copy and paste my buries and put overs every week. Poor old Drew McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's maybe got IBS or something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's all that uh, vegan diet, mate. They just they just can't. Oh, have is he a, a vegan? Yeah, I'm I pretty sure. Oh, I'm not no, sure. He's not a beast. Right, so Gary, another <laughs> thing to add to your list, John, if you could <laughs> discover Drew's <laughs> preference to meat as well, that would be fantastic. Next, you'll be telling me milk almonds. <laughs> you can't milk almonds, John. This has been highlighted to us. We've discovered um, the way. It's all uh, a lie. It's all a lie. You can't milk an almond. Um, Stevie, thank you very much. You're not an almond milker, are you? No, certainly not. No, <laughs> that's fine. Right. Right. No, man's man. <laughs> offensive in some circles, surely. Straight for the ball. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Stevie, thanks for coming on and doing Smackdown. Remember, if you it's want to get buddies and putovers in for Rab and Grado for the main show, you can do that. And it's very easy to do so. Just head to our, what do you call that? Our Twitter. Yeah, head to the Twitter <laughs> at Wrestling Daft on Insta. You can get us there at Wrestling Daft Podcast or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Facebook. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com audioboom. 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Welcome to everyone's favorite ripoff wrestling quiz section, WrestleMind The Buzz Knocks. Now, last week, for those listeners who haven't seen on Twitter, there was a little bit of controversy. Now, hashtag John Screwed John and producer John Screwjob have been trending. And as such, some very, very compelling evidence has been supplied to us from our good friend Bronze Cello, yes. which shows there was a... There was a mistake in the judging last week. So, right. can, can we just clarify, right, for going forward, that waving your hands about Gary Cassidy does not constitute as a buzzer because we're doing a podcast and you have to hear, so you need to shout out your name. And yet, I was screwed over last week, but from a win because I had the answer, and yet you said, "Oh no, Gary's first. Gary, what came first is what you said, Alex." For me, the main thing about this is uh, John seems to be coming across like Sammy uh, Sammy Zayn did at Survivor Series. (laughs) Uh, The main point is in wrestling, we don't have VAR, so I think it should just be chalked up to a win anyway. These things happen. (laughs) The decision has been made, gentlemen, and last week's final round has been thrown out and we're in fact going to continue. But the bad news is, is that obviously because this is now a second week, we have to now up the ante with the punishment. So now it's got to be a full Undertaker attire that you do the impression in. So <laughs> I feel like he does in his cameo videos. No, I want I want full wrestling attire. No, I mean I don't want you wearing a "Don't Tread on Me" shirt because are you sure you want to do that in public? Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true, true. Right, okay. So yeah, I didn't do the punishment last week because I was robbed, is what I'm saying here. So let's go for it. Okay, so just to recap. The current scores as they stood before the final round last week where John was on six and Gary was on seven. So we're going to maintain those scores going into this as this is now a continuation of last week. So here we go. Question number one. Play yourself in. Which one of the following three female wrestlers plays, sorry, sings their own entrance music? Is it Sasha Banks, Naomi or Bianca Belair? Now, because you're ahead, Gary, we'll let you start this one off. Naomi. Gary goes for Naomi. John? Naomi's not good. Is she got any... Is that mad banging house music? I'm going to see Bianca Belair. John goes for Bianca. I actually think this is a trick question, but I'll wait until... (laughs) Every week you guys think this is a trick question. (laughs) I can't just do trick questions every week or else it's going to just completely destroy the quiz. But I can reveal, in fact, that, John, you are very much incorrect and Naomi does, in fact, sing her (gasps) own entrance... I, I knew Naomi did it because uh, I seen it on a clip of a show I definitely don't watch called uh, Total Divas. But I actually thought Sasha <laughs> Banks done a wee tiny bit of vocals for hers as well, which is why I thought it was a trick. I think but it's predominantly, not. from what I read, it was all mainly CFO and it's the same with Bianca nah. Belair. They're just very nah. good with female synthesised voices, apparently. <laughs> but Naomi does all the lyrics to her. So next time... Was there any lyrics in Naomi? I, I didn't think there was even any lyrics in Naomi's. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. It, it might just be, can you feel the glow or something along those lines and shouted once at the beginning but it still technically counts for this point mm-hmm. right okay continue okay so question this week number two why play yourself in when you can get someone famous to do it for you so everyone's favorite big red machine is of course kane and his theme music i'd argue is one of the most iconic in all of wrestling but which artist originally played the song before it was converted into kane's theme 
is it 10 years, finger 11, or 12 stones? And can you see what I did with the answers there? I see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> None of you sounded impressed by that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Alex, Alex wanted more than that. He's been working on these answers <laughs> and quite all weekend. <laughs> just destroying my weekends now, John. And for that, you can go up first. Who do you think it was? Uh, I'll go 10 years. One answer for 10 years, Mr. Cassidy. Can I go for option four, Wednesday 13? Uh, no, I'll, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the same answer. I think 10 years. 10 years. I can reveal that you were both, in fact, incorrect. Oh. It was Finger 11, and the song is named Slow Chemical. Oh. I, uh, I remember hearing the name of the song, but no idea who it was. So Gary maintains his lead as we move into question number three. Shut your mouth and know your composers. So <laughs> Ric Flair's entrance theme has got to be one of the most iconic of all time. Now watch as I try and pronounce the name of the song. I've got it written down somewhere. It is, the name of the song is Also Zbrak Zarathusara. So please tell me how wrong that is on, on Twitter later on. So your options today are Franz Liszt, Richard Wagner, or Richard Strauss. Uh, I believe we're on to Gary now this time. So the game show watcher in me would think that because Franz Liszt is the the least known that he would be the person to go for. But for some reason, I just think it was one of the other two. I'm going to go for... I'll go for Franz Liszt. I'm going to have done myself here with that logic, but I'm going to go okay, for that. Gary backs himself into his own corner, Mr. <laughs> Mr. McAnally. Obviously, it was the theme to 2001 Space Odyssey as well, and I think it was Richard Strauss. You think it was Richard Strauss? Uh, did you know that uh, Kubrick was apparently a horrible director to work for if you were yeah. a musical composer, and he would just <laughs> use the stock score instead of all your work? So, <laughs> Sorry, stupid Kubrick fact on top of it. Uh, well, I can reveal that, John, you are, in fact, correct this time. Yes! In fact, Mr. Richard Strauss. I've done myself there. That's what I was going to go for before I went for least. Yep, so, Gary, you have backed yourself into a little bit of a corner there. But it's okay, because we're about to move on to everyone's favourite round. It is, of course, Next Lines. And technically, uh, Gary, you are currently... Oh, God. ...eight points over seven. So, I think I've got one more week of this before I have to change. I'm almost running out of songs. Um, so you get to pick. Would you like to go first or second for next night? I'll let John go first. Okay, John. So, as always, you have 30 seconds, uh, which I have not got a clock up. I've been very professional this week. I apologise. Um, so, as always, you have 30 seconds, and your time starts now. Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. Oh, radio... I can be on the radio. I don't know what that is. I'm calling that a fail, I'm afraid. Um, look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality. Ding, ding. From far and wide and light years away. Far, no, no, no. Uh, your time is up, my time is now. You can't see me, my time is now. Did we do our yes one last week? My time is now. You can't see me, the time is, I can't see me, my time is now. No, the one after that, the bit after that. You can't see me time is now. It's a franchise. My time is now. 
I'm calling that one a fail as well. I'm afraid, John. That was that, that that just that just wasn't great. I'm afraid. And your time's up with that one. So first of all, that's a score of one. I'm afraid. So you shouldn't be smiling after that, John. So first up, of course, we had Zach Ryder. So O Radio, tell me everything you know. I like to sing with the radio. Ah. I like to play it real loud. Uh, we had, of course, the young punk look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. This one, actually, I think a lot of people would have got stumped on, but this was Oscar. So it was from far and wide and light years away, cast from the shadows, now light my way. Ah, yeah. And of course, what we were looking for for John Cena was, it's the franchise, boy, I'm shining now. You can't see me. The time is now. Right. So one point. So Gary, you need zero here to, uh, to have to draw with John, essentially. So your time starts now. Catching flies in his mouth. Tasting fear. Oh, no. I can't think of it. What a fail, I'm afraid. Uh, Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. Oh, shit. I know it's fucking Batista, but I don't know the next line. Pass. Okay. Uh, no man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. Pass. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. 619. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who is he? Who is that champ I see? Pass. Okay, and your time is up. Damn it, I was hoping to squeeze one in. <laughs> Unfortunately not. So there we had Bray Wyatt catching flies in his mouth, tasting freedom while he dares. Oh, I was thinking it was tasting fear or something, so that's why I made an arse. Yeah, okay. Number two, I'm actually really disappointed you got this one wrong. It wasn't Batista. It was a certain oh, Graham Steveley. Fucking so, Grados. Madonna, so <laughs> life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. Oh my I'm God. God. I'm telling why did I, I think that was Batista? I thought it was fucking I Walk Alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, next oh. up, Alistair Black. So that was No Man Is Ever Truly Good. No Man Is Ever Truly Evil. I do the things you never could and we won't ever be equal. I knew but, it was Alistair Black because it's the same as the vignette they showed you in the UK shows, but I had no idea what the actual lyrics were. <laughs> and of course, Rey Mysterio with Booyaka Booyaka 619. I also would have, expect, would have accepted what you're going to do when they come for you. And finally was um, was Keith Lee from his original NXT one. So it's, uh, remember oh, Keith. who is he? Who is that champ? I see rhetorical question, but they all know the answer. Keith Lee. That is, why did they change his? I know they gave him a new one anyway, but that is brilliant lyrics wise as well. Has <laughs> Keith Lee got, I've not watched Ron sometimes, has Keith Lee got a new theme yet? Uh, he got it in Survivor Series. Oh, is it good? I'm annoyed they took the hook out of the start because I love that wee hook. Uh, but they've got it's kind of it just goes Keith Lee and then it's like kind of slowish electronic beat. And then I don't get the old Keith Lee, which is my favorite bit. Oh, well, right. Final round. What's the scores, Alex? It's currently eight all. So I've had to rejig the final round. So you now each get your own one. And I'm going to time oh. both. And whoever does it the quickest then wins. Right. Oh, here we go. So there's going to be no more of this nonsense. But annoyingly, because I was going to let the winner pick if they wanted A or B. Annoyingly, you're both tied on eight. So Gary, I want to have to ask you to bring out that goddamn coaster and flip. Oh no, I've not got the coaster. I've got a pin badge though. That'll do. So heads, it'll be Gary. Tails, it'll be John. Tails. Tails. So that means that John is up first. I beat the cock challenge. Right, so let me just make sure. It's essentially, yep. Yeah. So share the computer sound. The computer sound is being shared. Are you ready? Yeah.
Nossa, tô boa de frente. I don't know. I've not got it. I've not got can, it. Can I steal a point? By, yeah, uh, yeah, you can jump in for the steal no, here, mate. I know, I saw the rules. Yeah, well, between... you got to the end of the song, George. You brought out, you brought out the song. And between two that sound very similar, so I'm going to say it's Seth Rollins' latest song. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. It was between that and Bailey, and then I heard the wee end, but I went, that's definitely Rollins' new song. So... I think Gary's officially going to win. So, I mean, we can just skip the last round or Gary, you can do it yourself for shits and giggles if you want. Well, in the interest of fairness, surely if I was to not get the answer to mine and John was to be able to oh, answer it, then it would be a draw. That's true. That's true. So, John, if if Gary cannot guess or gets as incorrect, you get a chance to steal for the draw here, okay? So, Mr. Casty, are you ready? I am indeed. Oh, got it. Got it. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Who do you think it is? Braun. Yeah. I didn't know at first. It took me a second. <laughs> it took you 16 seconds, <laughs> to be exact. Oh, well done, Gary. Well yes. done. I tried to be good and keep them all from last night's Survivor Series, but I thought telling you that beforehand would have been too obvious. So, it's official. There can be no qualms. This week's winner <laughs> is Mr. Gary Casty with 10 points and runner-up is Mr. John McAnally with 8 points. And as such, we can all look forward to John fully dressed up as The Undertaker <laughs> giving us his best impression on social media. Saying happy birthday to people's grannies. <laughs> get, get, get the bin bags out and start cutting them up to make that costume. <laughs> and we will be back for more rip-off quizzes next week. Wrestling news with Gary Cassidy. Um, news. What's happening in the world of wrestling news at the moment, Gary? It seems the last few weeks it's been very quiet and nothing much exciting's been happening. Nah, I, mean, I, I think Selena Vega might dis- disagree. Aye. With well, yeah, there was Selena Vega. We obviously got into that big style last week. You did a promo on it and everything, John. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, there's not been any good juicy gossip, really. Um, but let's get cracked into what we have. Um, and looks like Seth Rollins is going to be off TV for the foreseeable. Aye, this is the kind of thing that, you know, most people with a calculator probably could figure this out anyway and anyone that has a knowledge of you know, biology. Um, <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to be taking a wee bit of time off. Um, it looks like it's going to be as a result of what happened at Survival Series, as we discussed earlier. That broke kick was uh, devastating enough to write him off TV for a, a few weeks so that he can spend time. I like the way it was done. I just think there should have been something further, like his team maybe putting him through the table because they were unhappy with him, you know. Uh, sacrificing himself and letting them down. Maybe something like that. But maybe we'll get it on SmackDown. Maybe he has one last appearance left in him before he goes. Um, but yeah, he's definitely taking time away. Uh, so yeah, part of the, the SmackDown um, SmackDown match, uh, oh sorry, part of the SmackDown match, part of Team SmackDown for the Survival Series 5 on 5 men's elimination tag team match. And there was a wee bit that happened before he'd done this, but almost at the very start of the match, 
doesn't really do much and then tags himself in, falls to his knees. Seamus hits him with a broke kick. He's, he's sacrificed himself for the greater good, whatever that means. A lot of stuff that had been said online about the fact that it was because they just didn't want to work with Matt Riddle um, <laughs> because there's some some stuff that's went on there. Uh, but Has there? Oh, I didn't know that. I, uh, there'd been rumours, and not even rumours, something did happen last year where Matt Riddle's wife said something about uh, WWE superstars, the women not having bums. Um, and online and, and kind of deliberately putting a photo of Becky Lynch's bum which was a bit, you know, distasteful <laughs> more than a bit distasteful very distasteful and very disrespectful so a lot of people thought that there was fallout there between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins uh, to my knowledge uh, that's been overplayed heavily um, there's there's not that much there it's been played out on screen a wee bit you know, for comedy effect but Seth Rollins is, is definitely leaving it's been reported by a lot of people um, Dave Meltzer reported on it and Ringside News reported on it as well it is something that again you, know, you don't really need to look too far to know that he was obviously going to take a few weeks off around the birth of his child um, Becky Lynch I believe expecting sometime mid-December, start to mid-December uh, but yeah, so it looks like we'll not see Seth Rollins for a wee bit going yeah. forward, don't I know when he'll be back really but... good for his gimmick if his child was born on the 25th of December <laughs> oh man that would Vince, be fantastic Vince, Vince is like that now don't put that in Vince's idea hold, like, on, ah, Becky. hold on Rebecca hold on Rebecca cross your legs Becky get him away from the curries Becky <laughs> uh, what a great idea that is um, uh, AEW have got some new signings after imp- they impressed on Dynamite yeah yeah top flight um, I knew almost nothing about this team before last or two weeks ago. I think they were on AEW Dark before they were on Dynamite. Um, knew almost nothing about them. They're two very young guys, I believe. One's 20, one's 21, somewhere in that bracket. 19, 19, and 19 21. 19, 21. Yeah, they man, they were brilliant. And wait, wait a second. So, if we add both their ages together, how close is that to John's age? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Not almost exactly. <laughs> almost exactly. Not happy uh, with that. But yeah, so um, Darius and Dante Martin, they're called, uh, been teaming together since 2016. So while they are young, I mean, they're not the least experienced people we've seen. Uh, and that kind of played out in their match um, on Dynamite. The, the beautiful part for me is Young Bucks retweeted it and just called them Younger Bucks. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant... Uh, like. If you're going to put over a, a team of young guys, that's the way to do it. Just two simple words. <laughs> like, Younger Bucks is brilliant. I but do yeah. the way that their, their influences are now the Young Bucks and Motor City Machine Guns. Like, <laughs> that, that, to me, is beautiful that they, we've gotten to the era that we're getting tag teams inspired by the guns and the bucks. Oh, Jesus. Well, that was... I mean, when I done my interview with the Talking Shop guys, that was... They were all saying Motor City Machine Guns have inspired a full new uh, era of tag teams. And I'm like... Damn, they actually have, and yeah, the Young Bucks like, definitely go, have as well. <laughs> if you go back to TNA, what was it, Generation Me versus the Motor City Machine Guns when Bucks, of course, had their first stint in TNA, and their only stint in TNA, and that yep. was, I think that kind of, yeah, as you said, it created a division, it created a style, didn't it? Yep, so I, and I know that uh, they their signing follows on, for, I'm trying to remember the last one, I think the last one was Jade Cargill, which is, was only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, apparently, there's a few more on the horizon, um, so we'll wait and see what happens there. But yeah, I know that a, a few people that have been appearing on AEW Dark may very well be signing to some sort of contract soon. Oh, uh, Gary's got a scoop! <laughs> Gary's got a scoop! Scoop alert! Rest yeah. exclusive! Who is it, Gary? Who is it, Gary? Can he say because it's not been signed yet? But um, 
But the the one thing that I'll say is Cody Rhodes actually spoke it about different contract. I know we're sick of talking about tears, uh, but different contract tears as well. That apparently there's Inc. five, <laughs> there's either four or five. But apparently one of them is the one that um, Matt Cardona was on, where it's five appearances and then it's kind of you know give or take in between that. And then they've got a, a tier. I think it's tier one, two, three, four. And then they joke that they've got a Jericho tier that is essentially just you get given the most money that anybody can be given. So I don't know what kind of tier they're signing these people to, but the one thing I'll say, the Jade Cargill one, sorry, the other one was Matt, Matt Siddle, Matt Seidel, yeah. um, Evan Bourne. Uh, that was the other recent signing. So yeah, they're definitely they're, they're signing a fair few people. Uh, I believe the ones that get the, the uh, is all elite graphic are signed to higher than a tier one. I believe they're signed to either multi-year deals or at least permanent exclusive deals and tier one is just signed for a certain amount of dates. But, yep, keep your eyes on the, the AEW, um, AEW Twitter sites and also on uh, on Inside the Ropes where I might actually report on one of them if I get enough verification. All right. <laughs> for anyone who's watching the video feed, John's very excited right now. He's <laughs> I, I'm not, I want to know who it is. We'll, we'll ask Gary off, off here who it is because I'm desperate to find out. Yeah, because then just, just pay attention to producer Max Twitter for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> His first ever wrestling <laughs> uh, Yes, so... Um, That'll be exciting. Um, I see Dub is back. I see Dub. I see Dub is back. Yeah, this this surprised me. This is one that close to home. I know nothing. Gary, it it didn't surprise (laughs) me, and I'll tell you for why. Because I, a certain member of the podcast family here at Audio Frontier, (laughs) uh, has been doing some work with ICW over the last wee while, and uh, it isn't actually Grado. It's Chris Toll who's been doing some work with ICW. So there you go. Aye, that's it's one of those ones that you know I can find out stuff in Florida, but I'll no tell yet about what happens in Glasgow because I've got no <laughs> clue despite it being 10 minutes away. But ICW put up um, a nice wee trailer, I really liked it. A kind of drone shot of uh, of Glasgow showed like Cine World and all that stuff, and it was very, um, very mysterious. And then at the end, it just said new episodes of Fight Club coming to ICW and also to the WWE network. So that's exciting in itself because it means that there's going to be new stuff going on the WWE Network that is ICW related. We'll see a lot more of the, the newer talents that are in ICW that maybe a lot of people haven't seen. And yeah, it's going to be every Saturday from November 28th. So that's what, four days away this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Looks like I Looks like we're getting a lot of good content coming soon. So if you didn't have enough wrestling to watch, there's going to be more. ICW without fans is going to be weird. Very weird. I'm actually really excited to see it because I know that the fans do play a big part, but I think Glaswegian trash talk is going to be brilliant if it's caught on <laughs> microphone. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a great show. That's a great show. Uh, well, so I'm assuming they'll just be recording it in the asylum would be my assumption. I'd assume so if they own yeah, the, the yeah. building. Aye, and I think that I think they eventually got some uh, GPWA stuff going on there as well Yeah, over the I past mean, few. The, so. Obviously, Glasgow's in tier tier the, the high tier as well so the I'm garage just... won't have been open no the garage the garage should not be open no, they no, potentially no. might have been able to use that as well because i know they've yeah, yeah, pretend, i'll be interested to see I, I will i will find out i'll get you the scoop for next <laughs> there we go john garage. that's what i want the ICW i'll scoop. find out where it's been getting filmed and not the inside scooping i'll find i'll bring you more news on that next week when i speak to my uh, moles in icw um, <laughs> but yes uh no look forward to that and uh thanks as ever for the news gary Thank you. 
Ah, welcome once again to Fancy Booking Island. It's the island where anything goes in wrestling. We've come out here in the Wrestling Daft Raft and to enjoy the sun and to enjoy fancy, fancy booking things in wrestling that you want us to do. Um, last week we were asked to put some prestige onto the 24-7 title. I know it's hard, especially when you see the gobbledygooker stroke Drew Gillack dressed as the gobbledygooker turn up at Survivor Series. Uh, but um, we tried our best. Um, Alex, what was your suggestion? Put it in the bin. Yep. Uh, Gary, what was yours? Can't even remember, can you? Um, <laughs> open at Open Challenge, that was I was having Artruth. Um, was it Artruth do the Open Challenge and Challenge yeah. NXT Superstars while dressed as John Cena? Yeah, Aye. pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I had suggested do building some sort of division and then basically having you know some sort of feature match, whether it's in a ball pit or a mini golf or something every week. And you won't be surprised to find out that with. 56% of the vote, it was my good self that won it. That ah. makes up for getting beat on uh, WrestleMind the Buzz. Well done, John, well done. I was well delighted done. with that. Uh, so this week we were on our Patreon pay-per-view party. You can obviously get involved in that. Just sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. So I asked uh, the punters on the Patreon pay-per-view party last week, what should we do? Fancy booking eye on this week. And our friend, a uh, big fan of the show, Bronze Chill, suggested this one. Book an impact on AEW star into the main event seen in the WWE. Um, Alex, I've given you 24 hours. You always moan. I gave you 24 hours on this one. And I'm going to come to you first as a result of that. So your three minutes to book one of those stars up into the WWE main event starts now. Okay, so AEW folds. The cans go bankrupt. It's something to do with Donald Trump. You can fill in the blanks. I don't mind. But the long and short is Cody needs a job and Vince and Hunter won't give it to him. But we, Shawn Michaels, we, we HBK, he slips him a wee, a wee NXT contract just under the under the side. So Trips and Vince are pretty pissed off. So Trips especially tells Willie Big Regal to make Cody's life a living hell. Give him all the shit matches. Give him like, I don't know, hardcore matches with Killian Dane. Have the Undisputed Era beat him up. Put him in three and one against Legado Del Fantasma. Whatever you want to do, do that. But have him rise to the top as he does and eventually set up some kind of main event match, probably with Karrion Cross, because basically this first match, you got the little Brandy debut, just a shock debut with the Brandy Spear to Karrion Cross, and he essentially wins the belt from Karrion Cross, which heavily, heavily pisses off Triple H. So Triple H sets the rematch. It's Cody versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage, and if Cody loses, he's lost his job. So we go into the match, have a little bit when Cody's about to climb up to the top of the cage, and then Triple H comes out and he's like, nah, nah, there's no escape from this cage. It's pinfalls only. So Cody gets pissed, does his little moonfall thing back on the carrying cross. But just as this is happening, one of the cameramen sneaks into the ring and delivers a very vicious looking RKO and then runs away again. So which of course, Carrion hits the pin and Cody loses and he loses his job to AW and it was, I lose this job in NXT and it was all caused by a certain Randall Keith Orton on instructions of Triple H. So we're going to have loads of little stupid promos of Cody trying to get a job, like Vince phoning him and being like, oh, I've got a job for you, Cody, and get him to come round and like cut his grass or some shit like that. And then they'll hire back Goldust as well, just to kind of rub it into Cody even more to, and like start treating him like rubbish. 
and basically make him work like a mule to get some kind of spot in the rumble. And of course they give him number one. But we'll get to Rumble Night and what happens on Rumble Night. Gold out come, Gold Dust comes out at number one in his full pom- poncy jacket. It's not Gold Dust, is it? It's Cody. And Cody runs the full Iron Man all the way through the Rumble. And we're just going to have to put Randy Orton as the champion at this point because storyline and, well, he's so close to John Cena now, you can almost justify it for the sake of it. And then we'll build to the big main event of Cody dethroning Randy, like the new guard passing to the old guard. I want, like, Ted DiBiase showing up at some point in this feud and just building up all that legacy and DX and good stuff. That's it, under the time. I like it. I like it. I don't like the bit about Cody turn up doing the lawnmower thing and all that shit. I don't like that. But It was more just to kind of build time so you forget about Cody for the big reveal at the Rumble. Yeah, but that, that is a good booking that kind of crosses the old kayfabe and all that. I like that. That's really, really good. Um, right, okay, Gary, you're up next. I was going to go for Cody and I decided against it. And I was also thinking Eddie Kingston, but I'm not going with that one. Uh, so I've got mine... And again, the, the, the end part is where we actually get the, the big thing that's actually the booking. So for me, we get The Miz holding the Money in the Bank briefcase all the way to WrestleMania next year. And then we get Drew versus Roman again. Roman yet again decimates Drew and Miz this time isn't as stupid like it was at Survivor Series. He cashes in at the opportune moment when Drew is down. So we get Miz as the WWE Champion heading into Money in the Bank where the Money in the Bank winner is a returning Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe returns to the ring, wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, but ends up injured and can no longer compete. But he's still money, Mr. Money in the Bank. So he has the right to give the Money in the Bank contract to anyone he wants. And what we get is Samoa Joe saying, you're not going to find out who gets this case until they cash in. And what we get then is the Miz He's defending against, let's say, Daniel Bryan. I think that would be the nice blow-off match. Daniel Bryan goes over to Raw after uh, the next draft. We get the Miz v. Daniel Bryan. And then the cash-in happens. The music hits. And who is it running to the ring and cashing in? I was going to say Sandow at first, but he's not an impact at AEW, so that had to go out the window. It is none other than the man who, when he was in WWE for one appearance, was Samoa Joe's bodyguard and got a little bit of disrespect. Mr. MJF. MJF cashes in, wins the WWE Championship on his WWE debut, and then his promos carries all the way through against a face Miz as we have the two of them going back to back on promos. Hang on a second. So what is this about being in the bodyguard role for that man that's particularly good? Because yeah. do you remember who well, his bodyguard was? No. Oh, it was Kazuchika Okada an Impact. Oh, <laughs> so like are you no, playing like a green hornet like Cado or something and it was a Cado. So apparently playing Samoa Joe's bodyguard gets you to the main main main, main event. It's like that uh, film, is it good luck Chuck, where you get like the, the, the shite partner at first and then your next one is the one you marry. As <laughs> <laughs> uh but I so MGF winning the WWE championship is mine. <laughs> right, okay. Well I'll go up next, um and this is dead easy uh for me. Miro's pissed off in AEW for being fucking put in storyline about going through arc- about arcade machines for fuck's sake. So he's off from AEW, he's pissed off, he's not getting anywhere near the event. 
where he should be in AEW. So he comes back to defend his wife. He puts Nia Jax through a table, um, <laughs> and that's him back in back in WWE. Putting Nia Jax. Roman comes down saying, "Yeah, you're no messing with one of the tribe." And we get suddenly into a, 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 fight, a fight between Roman and uh, Miro, who's now Rusev again. Rusev Day is back. We head to WrestleMania. There's a fucking tank, and it's Rusev versus Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. Simple as that. There we go. Rusev versus Reigns WrestleMania, and there's a tank, which he's borrowed from Shotzi Blackheart, who's made it for War Games. Right, so there we go. That's my booking. Have that. Um, so, who had the best booking this week? Is it Alex and Cody Rhodes, which I think was particularly good, I have to say. Was it Gary and MGF and Samoa Jill Angle like that, or is it me? With yeah, like the Money in the Bank thing's a good good shout that get injured while carrying it, you can give it away. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I've just done it, apart from not being injured. But. And it wasn't like really it. a surprise. Like, yeah. Liked it, but, um, or is it Rusev just coming back? putting Nia Jax through a table and uh, driving a tank to Wrestlemania. Um, you can decide by getting on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Vote on your favourite and we'll have the results for you next week. So that's it for this week's show. Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, we go twice a week. You get us on a Tuesday. You get Rab and Grado on a Friday. And this week, I've left Grado in charge of the list of wrestling daft again. I messaged them today uh, saying, right, you, you you want you know, you know want this not to be boring because he claimed it was boring a, a couple of weeks back. So I'd got this message back. So this is Grado's decision on the list of wrestling daft this week. What about best wrestlers, best and most wrestlers on Twitter? Because you could have folks saying that Kurt Cornette's brilliant, you could have folks saying that Ryback's the shits, that kind of thing. Well, there you go. There you go. So uh, it was between the best and worst wrestlers on social media, and you'll never guess what won it. Worst. Of course it was the worst wrestlers on social media that won it. Um, Bagsy, Mad Marty Jannetty is uh, my nomination. Um, so we'll be talking about that. I th- and it also ties into the fact that Undertaker's on Cameo now. So it's, it, you know, it's come, it kind of makes sense. So uh, worst wrestlers on social media. Gary, I'm sure you've got a few nominations for that one. Um, I uh, we'll be looking talking of The Undertaker Grado's desperate to play out The Undertaker cameos if you haven't heard these yet they have to be heard <laughs> to be believed Or so we'll be playing out some of The Undertaker cameos on the show uh, punning uh, this week uh, we've went for medical based puns um, this week this started off with Grado's Kerry Von Erich um, so Alex you, you, you don't like doing these ones I just have no words for some of them so, uh, I think, back. I mean, Dr. Death's got to be there and, you know, all the, all the doctor things. But for me, I think uh, Steph Rollins after stethoscopes would be uh, <laughs> the way. That's deep. I'm, I'm going to go for a Brett heart attack. Um, <laughs> so, we'll go, so get your medical base puns in for the boys this week. Uh, that's it from us. Get a t-shirt. Oh, by the way, before we go, tell you about... Uh, the merch you can get 25% we've got Black Friday deals because everyone's going Black Friday mad 
It wasn't a thing until a few, about five years ago, but you can get Black Friday deals now. At Depends which country you're in. Yeah, well, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. 25% off all of wrestling daft merch. You can have an Amamark t shirt. You can have. Who's great? Who's. <coughs> ah! You can have. <laughs> You can have me dying. You can have. Um, you can have a wrestling daft mask in case you run into John in a shop. Absolutely, you can get all that right now. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Twenty five percent off this Friday. Oh, everything must go. No, not really. But twenty five percent off. We've got lim- unlimited amounts of t-shirts there that you can buy. So you can get twenty five percent off uh, all your wrestling daft merch. Get those loved ones a good Christmas present by heading to our shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft shop. Um, that's it for us. Um, anything interesting to add, Gary Cassidy? No. Nah, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Get Gary at Wrestling Gary and see uh, who all these AEW signings are that he's been talking about. We'll find out maybe next week. And we might have have an interview next week with Arn Anderson. Yeah, I um, spoke to Arn Anderson right before this. Covered a lot of ground, so it might be an old DDP effort where you might need to chop a wee bit bit out to use, but it was a really good chat, obviously. A complete legend, uh, somebody that I grew up just a wee bit too late to see in his prime, but yeah. as most people will have uh, seen a lot of his stuff ever since, and uh, it was just absolutely brilliant. Really good guy, really nice guy as well. So, so good chat. You can hear Aaron on the show next week, and uh, Alex, you've got anything interesting to add at this juncture? I really wish that I did, but unfortunately, I also have to say no. Brilliant. Really exciting, engaging content from Wrestling Dad Marks. Just on the money (laughs) here, aren't we? Yeah, we're up the road um, and we'll see you next week. Until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.